and welcome to Natural Health Simplified, where we help you cut through the noise and provide simple, science-based strategies to help you live a healthy life. I'm Pam Stone, and as always, Leslie Braun, Director of Blackmore's Institute, joins us on the line. Hi, Leslie. How are you? Yeah, hi, Pam. Nice to talk to you. And so what are we going to be talking about today? So today we're going to talk about a problem that's becoming more prevalent in the community. That's the problem of burnout. Mm. I'm also going to spend some time talking about two key herbs which have been studied extensively and have a role to play here. And these are rhodiola and Korean ginseng. Mm. And finally, let's not forget the role of nutrients, in particular the B-complex vitamins, which have also been subjected to randomised trials and shown to have benefits in managing stress. Right. And of course, we've previously talked about some simple steps to support a healthy stress response because not all stress is bad. Although, as we know, long-term ongoing exposure to high levels of stress are most likely going to be detrimental to our well-being. Leslie, is that how you'd describe burnout? Um, look, a little bit of stress is not a bad thing, but too much for too long without recovery is a problem. Mm. In fact, the World Health Organization has acknowledged the reality of burnout and describes three different aspects of it. The first one is feeling of um, depleted energy, exhaustion, fatigue. The second one is feeling less motivated and positive about your work. And the third one is reduced work performance and productivity. But I think it's important for people to realise that burnout doesn't just apply to work. It can also be non-work related. So what sort of symptoms might people actually have if they have burnout? I think an important thing to keep in mind is that this is a gradual process. So it's not like you wake up one morning and bang, you've got burnout. Mm. The symptoms do tend to build up over time, which means it's really easy to miss the signs because it starts to become the new normal as you shift the goalposts and you start to just make, I guess, compensate for these changes along the way. Mm. But it doesn't need to be that way. So burnout's often felt both physically and psychologically, and some of the physical symptoms can include poor sleep, feeling tired or drained most of the time, and even headaches. Mm. And then in terms of emotional well-being, it's being irritable, changing moods, poor concentration, having reduced motivation at some of the key symptoms that people can feel. And you do find that people can start to use a bit too much caffeine, change their relationship with food, rely on tobacco or or even alcohol to cope, and that's not going to help. So it's when these types of changes become more common and more extreme, that's when we really need to pay attention. You mentioned two herbs with a lot of scientific evidence behind them. Now, I've heard of Korean ginseng, but not rhodiola. So could you start by telling us about that one? I'd love to. And, you know, Pam, I like to talk a little bit about where the herbs come from. Mm. It's one of those herbs that grows in the cold, mountainous regions of places like Scandinavia, where it's been used for anxiety, fatigue, headaches, and even depression related to stress for generations. So it's been used for a long time in traditional medicine systems for increasing endurance and work productivity as well, which is why it's a fantastic candidate for burnout. In fact, it's now become one of the most studied herbal medicines when it comes to stress and burnout, with over 180 research studies already conducted on rhodiola. Hmm. Um, I just want to tell you about a couple of systematic reviews because they're very interesting. And um, with these systematic reviews, they were looking at 15 studies that tested rhodiola on 575 people. And they did find that it enhanced physical performance and also eased mental fatigue, which just keeps confirming what the tradition was telling us all along about rhodiola. Wow. The other little fact, which I think people will find interesting, 
interesting is it's even been studied by the Soviet space program. Wow. Where it was used, <laughs> I know, where it was used to improve the resilience of the astronauts. So as a result of all this extensive scientific investigation, in 2005, the World Health Organization recognized rhodiola as able to reduce stress and fatigue associated with excessive mental or physical workloads. How have we not heard about this herb? <laughs> I know, like it's, it's amazing. This is a standout. So tell us, how do we use rhodiola? So look for rhodiola root extract preparations and you can find them in both tablet and capsule forms. Excellent. So can we also hear about Korean ginseng? What does that have to offer? Because many of us have heard about ginseng and I know it's popular throughout Asia and it's often promoted as a tonic. So is there much science behind it for burnout? Uh, yes, you're right. There is. <laughs> um, it is one of those ones that is, you know, so well known. One of the most famous Chinese herbs, Korean ginseng. And now there is an enormous body of evidence as well behind it. In fact, there's over 300 studies just in the last decade. So it's been used for thousands of years, as we know, mainly in East Asian countries. And again, the World Health Organization reports that Korean ginseng is useful for managing exhaustion, tiredness and loss of concentration. It's also useful during convalescence to help people with recovery. It seems to work in two ways. So this is also very interesting. It's one of those adaptogens. And we talked about adaptogens last time. Mm. So an adaptogen helps the body to adapt in a very positive way to stress. So it can it works as an adaptogen. It also can overall improve physical and mental performance and increases vitality and general performance under stress. So you can see why it's a very popular herb. Um, People feel good taking it. They have more energy. Stress doesn't rattle them as much, um, and it's very safe. So how do you recommend that we take it? Like rhodiola, it's the root of the Korean ginseng plant that's used, and it's typically used to prepare teas or tinctures or even in food preparation. You can also find it in capsules and tablets too. The way I'd recommend people use Korean ginseng is in cycles. So to use it for three months, and then to take a break. And the break might be two to three weeks and then start again. And it seems to work best when you use it in cycles of three months like that. Hmm. But if you're concerned, you know, um, go see your healthcare practitioner for some more advice. The other thing about Korean ginseng is that there have been a couple of documented reports of it interacting with some drugs. So if you're taking medication, again, I'd recommend people go see their healthcare practitioner. Okay, so we've talked about rhodiola and Korean ginseng. Earlier, though, you did also mention the importance of B-complex vitamins. Mm -hmm. So where do they fit in? And I'm also interested to know if we can take them alongside the herbs. Yeah, absolutely, you can take them together. They work quite differently. and In fact, they work in a way that complements each other. So the B-complex vitamins refers to the whole range of B vitamins, B1, B2, B3, B6, you know, the whole family. Mm-hmm. And they play an important role in brain function. There's also been a number of studies showing that adequate levels can improve our response to stress. In fact, there was one placebo-controlled trial done here in Australia that showed a high-potency B-complex formula taken over three months improved the way people could manage their work stress and that sense of personal strain. They also did some brain scans and they found that it improved the connectivity in that part of the brain associated with resilience. And it's one of those things that people say when they take it, they feel something that very next day. So it works really quickly as well. Leslie, there's a lot of options suggested to people when it comes to managing stress, and some of them are undoubtedly safe. 
but others could have potential side effects. So how would you rate these recommendations today? Look, I'm glad you brought that up because these herbs are very well tolerated and there's no evidence to suggest that they're addictive. But as always, if you're not sure and you have concerns, it's really good to discuss them with your healthcare provider just to make sure you get the right dose and use them in the right way. Okay, so hearing what you're saying... Burnout is recognised as a very real experience. Yeah. We have two herbs, rhodiola and Korean ginseng, with strong scientific evidence behind them, and in fact they are cited by the World Health Organisation to help manage the symptoms associated with burnout. And a high-potency B complex has also been shown to help in this area. So thank you, Leslie. Fascinating insights and great to hear about the strength of evidence in this area. Oh, Pam, I'm so pleased we could talk about this because there's a lot of things that are out there that can help you feel better when you're feeling those symptoms of burnout. You've been listening to Natural Health Simplified, powered by Blackmore's Institute. Thanks for joining us today. If you have a question or a topic you'd like us to cover, we'd love to hear from you. So please get in touch at info at blackmoresinstitute.org. I'm Pam Stone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.